excited to share today's interview with you, uh, my friend, Chris Stone. He is just, he's such a joy to be with uh, in person or virtually like we are today talking. Um, but he has a really interesting background and expertise just in video podcasting and how that all, how all of those different mediums play into marketing. Um, so I'm really excited to have him come share with us today. So Chris, thanks so much for, for joining us. Thank you so much uh, for, for having me on. I'm looking forward to hopefully serving your audience and uh, helping uh, solve some of their problems today. Yeah. Well, why don't you give people a little bit of background about how you are, you know, supporting people as far as your client, like client load goes in the marketing space, you know, what you're bringing to the table for them, but then also just how you personally are leveraging some of these tools with some of your own shows and some of your, the own content that you're creating, um, because you are doing some really interesting things. Thank you. Yeah, I'm Chris Stone, and you could find me at chrisstone.contact, where you can connect with me any way you want. I mean, if you want to check out my Pinterest, you can do that there. Um, <laughs> but it's just a portal to to all my stuff. Yeah. And what I do is I work with motivated entrepreneurs to develop a show because what I found out, Valerie, is like lots of people uh, don't want to know how uh, you hook up the RTMP to the bit, to the binary, to the flip, to the flop, and all of that stuff. They just want a show. And that's what I do for them. I originally started out uh, as predominantly a podcast editor with predominantly audio because I do come from the music business with Sony where I worked for 28 years. And so audio was a huge component of, of what I did. But what I found out as I was pulling this thing apart and developing this business that is cast ahead is that there are other things that people need. There are other pain points. It isn't just about editing predominantly audio. There were things like video and social media and live remote production and things yeah. like that, that I could absolutely do that I had been doing for years that I really needed to encompass in a done for you service, which is yeah. what I do for sales trainers. I do for uh, people that are in the furniture and mattress uh, industry, uh, people that are just wanting to uh, have a mission to, you know, talk about what success looks like and yeah. have a voice. And I felt like this was a way for me to not only do what I want to do, which is to, you know, inspire other people, but I can work with other people that are doing the same and create almost a legacy with the content because you and I are going to be six feet underground and depending on what you believe in coming back as a squirrel or living on some other plane or whatever, <laughs> after you are dead, this content, like the content that we're doing today, Valerie lives right. forever, you know, or un unless Elon Musk decides he wants to take it down at some point. But uh, it's gonna live. Uh, it's gonna live forever, and so I treat it with a, an incredible amount of importance because I feel like this is something I can leave behind mm -hmm. when I'm not here on this earth. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, we'll we'll see what Musk does here. <laughs> <laughs> I had to bring him up. I guess I don't know. Okay. Uh, so now that you brought him up, how are you approaching <laughs> Twitter these days? Well. I, I, it's sort of like what I treat every one of these platforms with. I mean, listen, if if we're going to get into uh, the leanings of every person that's involved with every one of these platforms, we probably wouldn't be on any of them. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I just look at it as like, how is this going to work 
for me and you know like like I spoke about how is it going to work for the clients that I that I work with and yeah. so if someone is uh, diametrically opposed to something and decides that they don't want to do that that that's not anything I could do uh, you know I can't do anything about that so right um but if I believe that you know for me that's a platform that I use and it has both it, I've gotten business from that platform and um I can the, the thing that I do like about Twitter is that it's there for you when you want it and you can really can control things with it and be able to say, you know what, I want to create lists. I want to jump on. I want to be able to do what I need to do, shout out what I need to shout out and then get out. Yeah. And then you could also, you know, utilize it uh, when you want to utilize it. So um, I just, you know, I'm one of those people that are just like, listen, there's a lot of stuff going on that I have no control over. And uh, if I want to leave that platform because of whatever, I can do that. But yeah. at this point, I just don't really have a reason to to do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Like I I don't I don't really have any interest in leaving Twitter necessarily. And you know, being in the social media space, I have to stay there. I have to be able to see what's going on there, you know. Mm -hmm. But as far as an active user, I'm I'm kind of holding my breath right now. Uh, you know, just mm. like, okay, let's just see how, how this is all going to shake out, you know, um, because hey, Musk has proven to do some pretty innovative things with other, other industries and other businesses. I'm like, what, who's to say he's not going to do the same with Twitter, you know, um, where there were clearly some problems before, um, you know, there's, there's reasons people didn't like the platform. So I'm curious to see mm -hmm. what he's going to do. So I'm, I'm kind of just holding my breath. I'm like, all right, let's, let's just see <laughs> well, how's this going to shake out. So yeah, it's cautious, but I wouldn't say cautious optimism, you know, it's just sort of like, well, um, he, he's applied this kind of thing to other, uh, technologies and, and other industries. Mm -hmm. Um, let's see what he's going to do there. He certainly are, is making, uh, Making waves. Uh, make, yes. <laughs> waves is one way. Tidal waves would be uh, what a, a lot of other people would uh, qual uh, yeah. qualify it as. Uh, yeah. It's uh, it's one of those things. There's a few industries that really have loved Twitter. And then there's a few that are, there's a lot that just feel like it's this giant black hole, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> excuse me. And as other platforms become harder and harder to engage on, you know, Facebook being one of them, mm -hmm. you know, businesses are always looking for like, what's the next place where I could really be able to make a splash, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'll be curious to see if Twitter ends up being one of those places, you know, with the way, the way they change things or the way they innovate. So yeah, as a marketer, I'm like, huh, I'm, I'm just going to watch this. We're going to, not going to do anything drastic here, but, uh, but certainly yeah. the rest of the world is definitely got opinions that's for sure so yeah and like you know it's lasted this long and i know for many years especially early on people were like what is this right yeah. like, well, how do i even do this and like this just seems like well that kind of sounds like what people have been saying the last year or so about tiktok i was just gonna and say so, yeah you know it's like you know there are people that are figuring this stuff out and it may not be for you and mm -hmm. and it's probably not for me on on some but if we don't figure it out, uh, how, how we can utilize it, I, I feel like, you know, it's this whole thing as marketers, right? Shiny object. Uh, and, uh, you know, but you don't have to do all the things. I think that's the thing that 
I've learned at a, learned uh, about, especially you know, in working with Jim Fuse, who I know has been on your show as well, is that you know he's he's all in on Twitter and has been all in on on Twitter, and and mm-hmm. you know he, he can be considered a quote unquote expert, and he's learned from Madeline Sklar, and and so I was able to kind of say I was one of those people that didn't really. I was like, well, I would get on it and get sports news, or if if I, if right. I heard something was happening, I would jump on and try to get that information. It seemed like the 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 way to to kind of grab stuff, but like going and just kind of spending time there just felt like a waste of time, and it wasn't for me just because there was just so much stuff going on. Yeah, and he showed me how to utilize it, how to use it as a tool for to uh, to work for you. And so I was like, okay, that's cool. And now I don't have to think like I have to spend hours on it a day. I don't, I spend yeah. maybe 10 minutes on Twitter a day. Yeah. Um, and so that works for me. I can, I can apply learnings that I need, uh, take the things that I need to, uh, to do with it and, and, uh, and run. And I think that's as marketers, you need to know enough to be dangerous on some things, but I think you need to know, you need to be an expert on something. You can't be an expert on everything. No. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have your, your space. And I think it's one of the things too, that, you know, people's personality also Mm. just make some decisions there. Like some people just don't like Twitter or they don't like TikTok or, you know, in their personality, they just, they, they lean towards a certain platform and that's really where they shine a lot better that's okay. You know, yeah. I think it's okay to say, here's, here's where I'm focusing my attention. Um, here's what's going to work for me, or here's what's working for my clients. This is where they lean towards, you know, so I'm going to lean into that. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm curious, um, you know, what you're seeing just across the board with how, cause people for years, I mean, years upon years have been saying, video, video, video. Like if you're not doing video, you're missing out. Um, we're still saying that, but I think people are already missed, like they've already missed some of the boats. Um, but I'm curious, like what you're seeing as far as like, um, interest and adoption of people finally embracing video or people, do you feel like people are still pretty hesitant, um, to embrace video and audio and the concept of having a show or, you know, what are you, what are you seeing over the last kind of few years? I think there still is absolutely fear of uh, of video, and I think just like you know, there are some uh, platforms that aren't for everyone, uh, mm-hmm. whether it's social media or whatever. I think uh, video may not be for everyone, and I think what um, what podcasting has done is it's it's amplified how important audio is and how important audio is to your video. Because one of the things that I, one of the big reasons why I started this business is because what I realized is there was lots of content that was out there that was great. It was like, I can't believe this person said something that impacted me, mm-hmm. but it, the audio was terrible. Like it was, it, mm-hmm. it just sounded like there, there, it was just, you know, it didn't matter that the, the, uh, the camera had a shot of the ceiling fan and I could count their nose hairs. And, you yeah. know, I, that didn't matter as much as what I was listening to. Yeah. And so I think if people are, have a fear of video and, and when they do watch videos and they see, you know, uh, mirrorless cameras and lights and, and, and all that, and then they immediately go, oh, 
I don't even know how what goes into all of that. And yeah. I, I in the imposter syndrome and how am I going to how would I ever be able to do this? Who's who's going to and the what they just need to do is get in a tight, small, dead room with fluffy stuff around you and get the microphone close to your mouth. And then all of a sudden you sound really good. And what you have to say is actually more important than how you look. And so that's where I feel like is, is now where we're headed. I mean, people are watching these videos, these, these two and three hour long interviews on mm -hmm. YouTube that are basically one camera set up and there's a table and every once in a while you may see a camera switch or whatever mm -hmm. and you see that person and they're talking but there is not there's not pattern interrupts going on there is not you know all kinds of treatments i'm sure there's decent lighting and there's probably some money going on but generally what they're saying is the most important part and you know here we are and we're on an audio podcast right now mm -hmm. right i think it's a a fantastic intimate piece of content that is different. It's people are listening to this right now, Valerie, they're, they're on their commute to work. They are walking their dogs. They are out for a run. Mm -hmm. um, you know, shout out to my runners who are listening to this right now. <laughs> um, and so that is much more intimate. They're leaning into this like, oh, you know, I, I, this is a show about video. This is uh, this. He might talk about Amazon. I want to learn about that. I don't know. This mm -hmm. So they're leaning into it a little bit more. I think what's happening on video a lot of times is people are firing out cameras and just chatting about themselves. Yeah. And if you treat things with higher level of importance and say, hey, I'm actually this is what I want to achieve today. These are the people that I want to talk to because. I'm going to put it out there and it may not get five downloads today, but eventually it may touch somebody's life and they may be impacted by what I said, because that's going yeah. to last. Uh, it's, a, it's a different format. And so I know that sort of answers your question, but, you know, that's really what I'm seeing is, you know, everyone using the word podcasting and now video podcasting. Well, it still is important how you sound and what you're mm -hmm. saying before people see, you know, the, uh, the ring lights and the, you know, all of the stuff that goes into a, you know, making a really good video. It's about how you sound. Yeah. Well, and you know, to your point, I mean, I'll be out doing yard work, painting, you know, painting the wall. Doing, I, I like to listen to podcasts when I'm doing that kind of stuff where it's like, it's kind of mindless work and I can free my mind to listen to a podcast and having somebody's voice, like literally in my ear, on my, you know, AirPod or whatever is so powerful, you know, and you can learn a lot that you like is completely intangible just from the inflection of their voice, their, um, you know, things that they find funny or not. Like there's a lot that you can get, gather around do I like working with this person or not? Do mm. I trust this person or not? There's a lot that you just can't really put into words that your website can never communicate. Your brochures yes. or whatever you're putting out there could never communicate as effectively as just somebody hearing your voice, what you get excited about, what you care about, um, you know, all of that. It's, it's really powerful. And it's, I, as a content creator, and encouraging my clients to create strategic content. It's really hard for me sometimes when I'm like, you guys would do so well 
with a podcast or with a video show, like you guys would kill it. This would, this would be so amazing uh, for people to understand about who you are and to represent you well. And they're just scared to get on camera, you know, mm. or they, they're not willing to lean into it because it's just too different for them. So yeah. I'm curious, like, do you, do you get that from people a lot? Or is it usually people are already sold on the idea before they come seeking someone like you out? I It's both. Is I it? think I, I have, I have a few clients where I sought them out and said this, like you're talking about this, you, you need to do a show here. Um, and my line is, here's, here's my secret. Here's a secret to, to marketers. If you're looking for someone that you want to, as your client, and in my case, I wanted someone as a podcast uh, client, I, well, I was, I was listening to this person, you know, teach a class. And I was there uh, attending it and uh, I'm, I'm like, oh my God, this, this, he would be great um, as a, as a podcaster. So I'm like, let me just see if he has got a podcast. Yeah. Of course, you know, you po open up the podcast player. There was no podcast, did a little research. And then after it was over, I went up to him and I said, you know, that was, that was really great. That was a great, what's, what, what's the name of your podcast? Of course I knew that there was no podcast, right? Yeah. But that creates that urgency back to them. They're like, I, I don't have a podcast and he's a sales trainer. So he knew, right. He yeah. knew like, but he also said, that was very clever of you. <laughs> Tell me about your podcast business. Right. And so it was, so it became that thing. Okay. The, yeah, the reason why I asked was like, you did that or whatever. So I think back to your original question is that people have a fear of being on camera. I think everyone did yeah. or does. I did. Yeah. And oh, so, sure. and I think people need to hear that, that, you know, or go watch that video of Pat Flynn when he talked about his first podcast and plays it. And it's super cringy. Yeah. But obviously he's one of the top podcasters there is out there. And what I found when I did it is I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was fun. Yeah. yeah. And and of course now I go back and I'll listen to these old podcasts and I'll be like, ooh, and I'll get, but and then I'm I, I look at that and say, okay, look, this is how far it's come. Right. right. And these are reps. These are, you know, because your your second podcast is going to be better than your first. Your right. third podcast is going to be better than your second. And then you just start to develop the reps. You start having fun. You start like you and I are having a conversation right here. The most underrated component of a podcast is the ability to network with people. Right. I have a client and their entire show is I want business from this company. So I'm going to ask this company to be on my podcast. Right. That's how they're doing it. It's a, it's, you know, they're getting the, that company is getting value out of it. They're getting the content afterwards or mm -hmm. being able to use it, but now you're connecting with that person. It doesn't always work. You don't always get them. But it's just another way to do an outreach is to create a show and have those people on your show. Yeah. And then you're connecting. Then you're then you're you're able to do, you know, potential business together. I use Valerie, I used to think when people, you know, were in, there's a thing called pod fade, right? You you do six, mm -hmm. six or seven episodes and then you're done. You know, you don't see the 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 downloads, you don't see the the immediate 
um, you know, satisfaction that you hope you would get, right. um, you know, the, the likes, the downloads, you know, all of the companies calling to sponsor your show or whatever, <laughs> you know, people, people do when they think that, you know, once they get a podcast, uh, that they're immediately going to be launched into Joe Rogan's stu- superstardom. And so they quit and it's called pod fade. And I had a number of clients that I was, I was, you know, working with and I would, I would just, I was their coach too. I was like, Hey, we, you know, and they were like, ah, oh, you know, I can't, I can't do this. And, you know, this is really struggle for me. And they were missing appointments and they were just, it was just like, and I finally was just like, Hey, listen, you don't like to do this. Don't do it. Right. Because no one wants to hear you. No one wants, people can listen right now on your podcast, Valerie, and they know you're into it. Right. You know, immediately they know they can hear, like you said, it's intimate. You're in the center of their head, right? Yeah. They know they can hear you smiling. They can hear you start to light up and start talking about something you're super passionate about, whether it's Twitter or, or working with people or helping them be successful or whatever that is. That's what inspires us. That's what right. inspires my voice inflection. I love doing this. But when I'm working with someone and I can tell they don't love doing it, no one wants to hear someone who doesn't love what they're doing. Yeah, you can tell. Yes. Especially today's generation, like today's younger generations, you know, millennials and younger. It's like, yeah, you, honestly, anyone under a baby boomer, it's like, they're pretty savvy. They can sniff out when you're faking something, you know, Um, just the generations that have been so heavy with tech uh, and social media. It's like, yeah, you know, you can in pre-internet days, you could get away with saying certain things on flyers or brochures or, you Mm. know, whatever print materials and people would just kind of trust, you know, but in today's world, people are savvy consumers, you know, they, and they almost want that cringy podcast episode, like you're saying, (laughs) because it feels real. You vulnerability know? is huge. Um, Absolutely. Vulnerability and I think that's is one of massive. The I, like for me with video, I, I encourage people like there's a time and a place for the really nicely produced, you know, video about your company that feels almost like a commercial that's very well scripted and blah, blah, blah. Mm. There's a time and a place for those types of videos. There's also a time and a place for like pulling out your iPhone and putting a, you know, Instagram reel yes. up of you standing on the street maybe it's not the perfect video maybe you're not completely looking at the camera all the time maybe somebody runs in the background um but it's real you know there's a place time and a place for both um but today's consumers they like to see that there's somebody real there um it's okay if you know you have a zit on your face or whatever. It's like, well, I'm still showing up, you know? <laughs> There's something in my teeth right now. Yeah. Broccoli leftover from lunch. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. And people people resonate with it with with that. I mean, you know, the the analogy here is, you know, Jim and I do a show called Dealcasters on Amazon. And we're a couple of 50 plus year old knuckleheads who are do remote production and are nerdy about some tech stuff. And so we started to do a show on, on Amazon. And what Amazon realized when they first launched Amazon Live and the live uh, platform in 2017 is that, okay, we're going to do this on Prime Day. We're going to do this on these key shopping days. And then we're going to do these events and we're going to hire and pay high level quote unquote influencers. 
and they're going to get on and do shopping, live, uh, live selling. Right. And it was a massive failure because people realized Jennifer Lopez talking about Maybelline makeup and putting it on and, and doing these things with this glorious setup and just amazing. She's getting paid money to do that. Right. She's getting paid money people by the that. brands and the and people understand that. Yeah. And so it was a massive failure. And so in 20, uh, 2020, I'm sorry, 29. Yeah. 2020, they opened up this thing and said, Hey, if you got a couple thousand followers and subscribers and you know enough to be dangerous and you look like us, um, this is for you. And lo and behold, that that's what hypercharged this thing is because people would rather go, Hey, I'm here on this platform. I'm ready to buy the, these, this pair of shoes. And if they see someone that looks like them, yeah. that is trying them on and talking about them, and then you have the ability to ask them, Hey, um, does it work well with that particular outfit or, you know, whatever, this is a hy totally hypothetical example. Obviously right. I'm not a fashion person on Amazon, but no, I... you're, you're actually engaging with someone and you're actually solving a problem they had. They had, and so this is this is when the light bulb went on for Gemini. Is like, hey, instead of us working with all these clients, and you know, and they're just going, listen, I don't know, just send me the microphone that you think I should use and the camera, and just can you just here, here's my credit card. Can you buy this for me on Amazon? Me. <laughs> and all of that. And I was like, this is not working. So we have to do a show. If we do it on Amazon, we can do it on a on a large scale, help people. Yeah. And what that did is, yeah, more people are starting their podcast because they watch our show and they go, oh, I bought this microphone, this pair of headphones. I'm starting my podcast tomorrow. Awesome. And then there's other people that call us and said, okay, show 47, you guys had Kirk Nugent on, you guys did this, you guys did this, you want, you just, I want that for my show. And then you get hired with, with, yeah. with the business uh, that you have. It's just we treated it like, you know, we're solving people's problems on the platform yeah. and they trusted us, even though they didn't know who we were. It didn't matter. Well, I mean, I'm just sitting here like, you know, before we hit record, we were talking about different phases of life and mm -hmm. you've got kids going out of college. I've got kids coming into my life at the moment. Um, so I remember sitting at a pod fest session that you guys were doing talking about Amazon live and sitting there thinking this is like I needed this for all of the dumb baby things that we needed which bottle is going to get my newborn the least amount of gas which pacifiers <laughs> are best to get I mean these aren't necessarily like big ticket items but they're things that I see people talking about in Facebook group forums all the time of like which such and such should I get? Which one is best yep. for this? And there's so many different little pockets of life where this is pertinent. It's not just for new parents. It could be for anybody. There's so many different phases where you've got legitimate questions about products and you're like, I don't even know where to start. Right. So yeah, I loved that. And I'm I'm still still asking all those questions in my mind of like, which well, yeah, it's it's diaper so is the best one to make. <laughs> and and what's the first thing that pops up is a is a link to something on Amazon. And, you know, people go to Amazon to, you know, for it's the number one product search engine. And so why not have those things available in some sort of way, shape or form on that platform? And, and it's, 
you know, instead, that's the funniest thing ever. I, you know, all there's a ton of, in, you know, Jim and I uh, evangelize for that platform. And there's a ton of influencers that are on YouTube or like you said, in Facebook groups and they have, and everybody's asking these questions, but they're asking them in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. They're not asking where they can buy them because, and so if yeah. you're an influencer, why are you promoting products on YouTube? I mean, I can understand you want, you want to have your stuff there just because right. you need, you know, that is a, a big search engine, right? And that's a, you can, that's just another spot to, to plant your stuff, but why not be in the mall as opposed right. to down the street, spinning a sign? Um, because you, you've got lots of chances for that person between the sign and the purchase yeah. they're, that they're lost. Um, now you just say, Hey, this is what, this is, you know, you're looking for this. I have this and right. here's how this works with you. Do you have any questions? No, boom, you're gone and you get mm-hmm. 4% or whatever the, the commission rate is and at no cost to the consumer. So why wouldn't you do that? That's right. That's yeah. the other thing too, is like, that's why affiliate revenue in an affiliate commission is, is so fantastic for, uh, for influencers and anyone listening, like, Anything and everything that you use in front of you probably has some sort of affiliate program mm-hmm. that you can sign up for. And that is just money that you're just leaving out on the table um, that, you know, I can't believe, you know, I'll, I'll get a, uh, you know, a little bump in, you know, every couple of weeks from all of these companies, whether it's Repurpose or Jarvis or, um, you know, B&H or Sure or all of these companies because someone clicked on a link mm-hmm. uh, and because I solved their problem. So, you know, why, why yeah. shouldn't I get the money? We've been, I've been losing money for years. Yeah. Leaving so, money on the table. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, even just the, cause not everyone can do the live selling, you know, that's right. got to have certain credentials, but Amazon affiliate, you know, you can create affiliate links left and right. And yep. I, it's, it's, uh, it's very interesting. I had a client this past week where I told them, I think you guys need to be setting up a you know, you just need to have Amazon affiliate links uh, for some of these ancillary products that you guys are going to be talking about. And they're like, oh, that's part of our Q2, Q3 plan for next year. Like, we're not ready to set that up. I'm like, uh-uh, you can set that up ASAP. 10 minutes, yep. <laughs> yeah, it's not difficult and it's not anything that's going to be that overwhelming, but it is, it is interesting to see some of the red tape that people feel like Mm. when it becomes more than just themselves or personal brand, they feel like it's this way, way more involved. And I'm like, no, you could, you're leaving money on the table when you yep. could be putting some great recommendations out to people and, uh, and getting some affiliate income. I mean, I have the same thing. It's my, my business and my brand is not necessarily focused on recommending products left and right, mm-hmm. but I definitely get those little bumps here and there too of, uh, affiliate products or affiliate income from Amazon, places like that, where it's like, I mean, it's just something that I believe in. And if people are going to click on the link, might as well be my link instead of somebody else's or some, or just Amazon's link, you know, might as well. Yeah, you almost a look bit at of it a as a service. It's a service. Like it, yeah. this is the other thing too, is I think when, when we talk about, this is one of the ways sort of circling back to what you talk about fear of video. Mm-hmm. I think the mindset that I had and the mindset that I take with affiliate revenue as well is this is helping someone. It's not, it's mm-hmm. not you trying to make money. Yeah. And I think if the mindset becomes like, if you don't do it, you're not helping someone. 
And I think that's that's when I that's when it, the lights went on for me, is by not saying what I want to say, by not working with people to do that and telling people about how to do it, I'm actually not helping people. Right. And that when it, when that went on, I was like, well, you know, what if what if what if this podcast helps someone get through something? Right. I mean, I, I had a, I, I remote produced a show called The Sales Energizer with, with Dan Jordan. And um, this woman had this amazing story that she had told where she never spoke in front of a uh, any public office, uh, you know, nothing about her story, about anything. She never shared it. She shared it with a friend. And that friend said, tomorrow I'm speaking in this women's group. Mm. And I really want you to come and share that story. And she was like, absolutely not. I'm going to, why would I do that? You know, <laughs> you know, you know, and she said, because I think somebody in that room needs to hear this. Mm. And she went and got through her fear of doing it. She, she was nervous. She threw up. She was just like, she was so nervous to be able to do that. And it's an amazing story. Um, you know, she came to this country and just went through all kinds of terrible uh, atrocities uh you know uh for her her as a human being yeah um and how she powered through it and she developed this business to help uh speakers make money and she told this story and at the end of it a woman came up and said you know how impactful it was and she kept on telling her she couldn't get the words out because she had sort of broken english and she finally said please be quiet and she held up a note and the note was how she was going to kill herself that day. She had mm -hmm. written it out before she went to that meeting, how she was going to kill herself. And she says, I want to live. Wow. And it was like, when, when she did that, she said, I impacted that person. And I was so fearful of doing that. Right. And so, you know, listen, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm going to save lives every time I go live on Amazon right. with Jim Fuse, but mm -hmm. I am saying that maybe something that comes out of that helps someone in some way and maybe not that moment in that live, but if we keep churning that, that content out and sprinkle it in the, in the interwebs and on the flywheel of content and somebody watches it someday on some social media platform and it hasn't even been created yet. Right. Um, I'd like to be able to do that. Yeah. No, I love that. I mean, and the reality is like, you're not going to, there, there might be a lot of people that listen to this and they're like, oh, okay, I might hear one or two things that I maybe have heard before, but usually people walk away with like at least one good thing. Like, yeah. oh, okay, that's going to stick with me. You know, it's not that every single moment of this interview is going to be life-changing for someone, but they're going to walk away with usually at least one nugget of like, okay, yeah. that's something that really resonates with me. I need to remember that, or I need to go take action on that. Um, and the same thing with like, you know, different guests, somebody might be like taking pages of notes yeah. from one person. And then, you know, the next, next guest, it's like, okay, well, maybe, maybe heard a couple of things I like, but eh, whatever. Well, you know, I hope but, I wasn't a clunker today. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's going to be different for each person that's listening, you know, yeah. like, yeah, of course. Um, and that's the thing that I love about just this marketing space, you know, folks like you that I've met at conferences and things like that is like, there's such a wealth of great people out there that have so much to bring to the table and it's going to be 
helpful for different people compared to mm. others. And, you know, that's one of the biggest things I've learned from going to these different conferences. You might sit in on a session and you're like, okay, well, I've, that's not really whatever, you know, it's not really in my line of whatever I'm looking for, but then you right. go to the next one and it's like, oh my gosh, this session changed my life. Mm. And in our virtual space, you know, regardless of a pandemic going on, people like you and I work with, with folks from all over the world. Um, you know, we, virtually we have that ability. It's the, it, you know, it's like showing up for a different session in a conference each time you turn on a video show or a podcast episode and, you know, you're going to get some things out of one episode, other things out of others. So, um, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's crazy, you know, that somebody's was so extreme that they were thinking of taking their life and, yeah. you know, going to something that changed their life. But, you know, just in less serious terms, like something you say could really like, like flip the switch for somebody and how they're yeah. approaching their business. Mm -hmm. So. And, and I think when it comes to video and audio content like this, like it is a pretty big platform that a lot of people are just see the comment about affiliate income, like they're leaving stuff on the table by not embracing video and audio and being willing to put themselves out there like that. So I really appreciate yes. everything you've been sharing. Yeah. And it, sometimes it's just a matter of finding simple things. And I love, I love how you framed that whole, Hey, if I can just get one little thing out mm -hmm. of this and that is, that's not, a, that that's not typically a mindset that I have. I have a like, Oh my gosh, I am going to try to soak up as much or whatever. And sometimes that works for me, but other times it like, maybe, maybe my expectations are the wrong way. Maybe I need to go in and just kind of say, Hey, if I can just pull one thing out of this and apply it, then I'm, I'm going to get, you know, Jim always uses the phrase, uh, I want to get 1% uh, better every day. Yeah. And at first when I would hear it, I would be like, come on, you know, how about 10% better every yeah. day? And it's just like, no, no, no. Because if you get 1% better every day after 30 days, you're 30% better. Right? And, right. and so that it's, it's a mindset thing. Absolutely. It's not, you know, don't look at it as like, I only want to get a little bit better. You know, <laughs> no, you want to, you want to eventually get a lot better. You just can't, What's the phrase? You can't. You have to be uh, eat an elephant one bite, one at, bite a time. at a time. Yeah. Right. And so I think that's a fantastic way to approach going to these conferences because they can be overwhelming, and you're going, you're leaving ten minutes early to get to another person speaking that started this, you know, and there's they started ten minutes earlier, and so you're jumping in late, and then you got to jump here, and you got to, and so that's that whole thing is overwhelming. But if you go in and you just kind of say, you know what, I'm going to get a little bit better. At yeah. the end of this thing, um, I really, I really love the way uh, that you frame that, and and not, you know, to your to your earlier point, it's like, yeah, we're not gonna, we're not saving lives here. We might, right? You know, I mean, well, why not? Great why not? Like, yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? Why not inspire someone that eventually leads to that? And I, I always feel like, and you have the same, you know, because you have clients, you work for people yeah. to have them look and and sound better, right? And that's what I do as well. There's something really rewarding for me, for you to see success in those businesses through other people and know you had a thumbprint on it. That, that like that person 
you know, got this speaking gig or wrote this book because I was involved in some way, shape or form, you know, like yeah. I was, I'm in the DNA of, of yeah. that particular creator, that particular client, that particular customer. That is something that I had done for years in the music business. And that's something that I continue to do. I want to see, I want to see other people succeed. Yeah. And if I focus on that and I focus on those people succeeding, then you know, maybe what I do ends up succeeding. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I love the way you said that, like just getting into the DNA, you know, because DNA is made up of a lot of tiny little parts. They're yes. powerful, but they're tiny. And yeah, that 1%, it also, that 1% feels a little less overwhelming than trying to go after a 30% improvement, you know, in one day or in one project, <laughs> you're like, okay, if I can just make a little bit you know, the, the compound effect really is so powerful. Mm. Um, yeah. After looking back of like years of doing certain things, you start to reflect back and you can see the impact. Um, it's hard when you're in the middle of it, but that 1% really is powerful. So mm. if you were going to help, you know, give anyone some advice today to get to that next 1%, what would you tell them to do? I am a, uh, I'm a recovering perfectionist and I've, the more and more I talk to people, the more I hear them having some of the same things as me and somebody has got a fear of video and they're thinking, well, I got to work at this and I got to work at this. And, and then they're, they're throwing away a video that they already recorded because it's not good enough and they're not in. And so they never end up doing something. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a, that's something that I really, really, really struggled with. And I, um, what hit me was I saw I was I attended the Global Leadership Summit and uh, Craig Groeschel, uh, who's a fantastic leader, podcaster, mm -hmm. um, talked about uh, something that he used. Uh, it's an acronym and it's GETMO and it stands for good enough to move on. Mm. And that's it just it resonated with me. He talked about, you know, you know, most people think that the longer amount of time that you spend doing something the more sort of return on that investment would eventually come to you. And that return could be anything. It could be subscribers on YouTube. It could be um, financial wealth. It could be, you know, whatever, whatever you're trying to achieve with whatever yeah. you're trying to do. And so he, he's, he put up an X, Y axis, right? Sort of the, the graph. And, and so he has this, you know, the line goes, the amount of time you spend, mm -hmm. um, you know, goes, I guess, for those that are that are listening, the uh, the amount of time it goes uh, left to right, and then your return is is how it goes up and down. And so the thought is, the longer you spend, the more you know, the more revenue or the more return on that investment. And he says that actually that's it works against you. It's just this long sort of flat line, where you're just you're doing everything, but your investment is not going anywhere. And so he called it bending the curve. And in order to do that you really just have to at some point say, you know what? I'm yeah. done with this. Mm. This is good enough to move on. I've got to work on the next thing, the next whatever, the next podcast, the next blog post, the next whatever it is, yeah. because that next one's going to be better and I'm going to learn from it. And then what I found out is that four videos ago, because I was using this Getmo principle, those are the ones that were resonating with people. And I'm like, I was going to spend another 16 hours doing this thing, right? Yeah. Why, why did I do that? I probably yeah. would have never even put out the five videos following. So if I were to give anyone some advice is just get Mo, 
just, you know, get past the, you know what, there's, there's a zit on my face. There's a piece of broccoli in my teeth. There's a, you know, whatever. And I think especially now people are more forgiving. They're going to resonate with that vulnerability and you're going to be end up, you're going to end up doing more. Yeah. Ah, I love that. I like that phrase. I've never heard that acronym used. So I'm, I'm, I'm really, I've heard it described different ways, but not with that acronym. So I'm glad, I'm glad you shared that today. Um, if people want to get more from you, uh, they've really been inspired by. They want to get Mo. They want to get Mo from you. <laughs> <laughs> um, where, where can people uh, go find you when they're uh, looking for you online? I'm at chrisstone.contact. I make it easy. And from there, you can see all my stuff. If you want to watch videos that I do or listen to podcasts that I, I'm a part of or connect with me on LinkedIn or, uh, you know, I spend a good bit of time on LinkedIn, um, you know, connecting with anyone that wants to uh, do that from a business perspective. But if you just want to hang out and watch some videos that I've edited, you can, you, you know, I'm happy to do that. But you can find all that stuff at chrisstone.contact. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Chris, thanks so much for, for joining Thank me you. today. This has been and, awesome. Gosh, I feel like we could talk for hours on some yeah. of these topics, but let's uh, do it. Let's just keep that podcast player going. <laughs> <laughs> well, sadly, I need to go eat some lunch, but <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> my, my stomach's <laughs> rumbling, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like we could talk for hours and there's just a lot of wealth that you've shared just ever since I've known you that I've learned a lot from. So I'm Thank you. And really likewise. grateful that you came on today. Likewise, I'm thrilled to have been a part of it. And I hope, uh, I hope this helps someone. Yeah, well, great. Well, thanks again. If you liked what you just heard, please hit subscribe to make sure you don't miss any of our future episodes. And while you're at it, go ahead and leave us a review. That not only helps us out, but it helps others discover great interviews just like this one.